You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. All right, Mount Ashburn, where earlier today Dan Quinn was introduced as the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. We also now know both of his coordinators, uh, Joey Jr. and uh, Cliff Kingsbury, will be the defensive and offensive coordinator that made official. Uh, to talk about it all now from somewhere on uh, the roads of Ashburn or perhaps his house down the road, uh, it is my co-host for the Take a Man podcast, uh, my good friend, Logan Paulson. Uh, Logan, uh Busy day. Uh, I know you got to talk to Dan Quinn uh, on, on something you guys taped for the Commander's YouTube page. You've obviously known Dan a long time. What was it like to to see your guy today, and uh, and and what did you take out of the press conference and the conversation? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it was just it kind of took me back to when I was playing. Honestly, just uh, the the way he speaks, the passion with he speaks, wish the vision that he has for the team and the organization. Um, it got me kind of feeling like I wanted to put the pads on again, you know, and do some stuff. Um, you know, oh man, you you can't say that. You're gonna have people begging you to be the third tight end and start blocking people again. You you uh, no, you, no, you know I, when you say stuff like that, people are gonna <laughs> jump on that. I know, but I'm more speaking. Yeah, I I can't physically do it anymore. I want to, but I can't <laughs> physically do it anymore. Um, but yeah, so like I think that was something that stuck out to me. Just his vision. I love like I loved his awareness of like kind of the the pitfalls that came out of Atlanta. You know, understanding that he had stretched himself too thin, saying you know that's why I came here. We've got Adam for the personnel. I can be in my lane. He even said. I've brought these coordinators in because I have faith in them to execute their visions of the offense and the defense. And I can oversee and build this culture and build the team the way that it needs and it deserves to be built. And again, like just a guy that I have the utmost respect for, you could, you could feel his passion. You could feel the fact that he had constantly been learning, uh, you know, during his time as the coordinator in Dallas, which again, I think is just so special and speaks to the type of person that he is. So 
I'm incredibly fired up. I know Fletch was really fired up. I got to watch the press conference with him, Santana and, and Fred, and they were all just, you know, ecstatic. And I think you can feel that energy from him and all the players that I've talked to can feel that, you know, so uh, I'm really, really excited. And uh, I can't wait for the team to kind of meet him officially. And uh, I think they're going to just be super impressed with him. What is that process like, by the way? Um, that, that is one thing I noticed today. There weren't any players at the press conference. Um, I remember when Rivera was hired that there was, you know, Adrian Peterson was there. John Allen was there. Uh, you know, we've seen like Terry was there famously at the EV press conference last year. And part of that is just timing of when guys are in and out of town. So no one should take uh, that mere pointing out of facts and say like, Oh my God, these players, uh, they don't, you know, nobody's, nobody was there to support Dan Quinn. What does it mean? It, it probably just means they're on vacation, um, or, or whatever it may be. But like, what is that process like? And what are the rules this time of year on players being able to actually talk to Dan Quinn? And, and when will that, those meetings really happen? Yeah. You know, I think if they wanted to, they could have come by. Obviously, like you said, like it's more of a, this is the off season. People are not around here. They're on vacation. They're working out someplace else. They're, they're doing, they have appointments, they have lives, you know, this is kind of a last minute press conference scheduling and us, you know, media members, we're excited to go because this is our job, you know, to kind of go have these conversations. But I think, yeah, just players on around. And I think Dan will probably start reaching out to people, like calling people on the phone. I remember, uh, you know, this never happened to me specifically because I wasn't like a big name or a captain on the team, but I'd have conversations with guys after a new coach came in. He's like, oh yeah, I talked to, you know, Jay for 15 minutes on the phone call the other day. And I got a feel for like what, you know, he just was telling me how excited he was or whatever. And I think something like that will probably happen. I mean, I just feel like there's so much going on. This process has happened so quickly. Um, but I know Dan and I know his priorities are the guys and are the players. So, you know, I think that's going to be a priority for him is to to reach out at some point or, or you know, you know, just have the, that open that line of communication and kind of just show what kind of coach he is as soon as and as early in the process as he possibly can. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day, your weekly source for all things commanders, right on time, your time. A list of household chores. Do them without missing a beat and listen while you work. In the car, turn mundane drives into memorable moments. With podcasts, you can maximize productivity and minimize FOMO. We're on demand, so we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And as he mentioned, uh, kind of at the end of the presser, like there are rules that it was funny because he, he had kind of a, uh, he misstated what he meant to say, which is, you know, with rules, which allow or disallow certain communication. Um, but he said that rules, uh, he went like can be ignored or not. And I was like, no, that's not how that works. You, if there are rules, Dan, you have to follow them. Uh, but there, right. there are very specific things you are and are allowed to talk about uh, at this time in the calendar. Sure. Um, so that real introduction will happen. I, I think like April when they get together, uh, you know, for their first mini camp or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, when you hire a new coach, you get, uh, newer or you get like that new coach window of, of camps and stuff. So they'll do sure. all that kind of stuff. Later in the calendar. Um, I know a lot of people listening want to hear your opinion on Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you know, we've been talking about Dan as a prospect and then, uh, yeah, obviously the reality of Dan being the head coach, uh, on the podcast before, but Cliff Kingsbury is someone who's new to the commander's universe. I know you were watching a little bit of tape last night as all happened very quickly, but what are your early impressions on Cliff Kingsbury as an offensive coordinator in 2024 in the NFL and especially for this team? Yeah, you know, I think I, you know, I was a little bit reluctant, you know, because he's got this reputation of kind of being a college guy, air quotes. And, you know, does he really understand that, like, you know, the air raid, there's a reason the air raid doesn't work in the NFL. Like the hashes are closer, guys are faster. 
And I think the thing that happened when I turned on the film, I watched three games from 2021 just to kind of get a feel for the offense and a feel for the concepts. As I saw an offense that is kind of has its lineage in college football, you know, they've got wide splits. They've got these wide bunches. They try to create all this space horizontally, which I think Dan did a good job of articulating in his press conference. And that does present problems for defenses. But the thing that I was really excited about is I felt like there were some creative ways of getting to that stuff. Hey, you know, we're going to run this, um, you know, three by one RPO 10 times in this game. Can we get to it five different ways? And I thought they did a good job, at least in the games that I watched of doing that. I also thought he understood how to manipulate linebackers. Like there was a beautiful play action in the second game week nine against the San Francisco 49ers, where they run like a single back power action from gun they fake a bubble screen and they throw what essentially amounts to a drift in the hole that's vacated by the linebacker matching the pull in guard and the, uh, and the, and the nickels kind of attached to this like little smoke route. And I thought, you know, like this is a different way of getting to it, but this is essentially what Kyle Shanahan does is he understands how to manipulate secondaries with spacing, with splits, with run action, with backfield action. And I, I you know, again, I came out of it relatively surprised, but pleasantly surprised that, there was that level of detail and level of nuance to the passing game. And again, the run game is, is somewhat, you know, compared to the Detroit to the world, compared to San Francisco, relatively simplistic. But I do think that there is a, an understanding of what's important in the run game. Hey, we got to create angles for this guy. So in the first game against San Francisco week five in 2021, they're running a lot of counters. And because of how they've aligned their receivers and they've allocated their eligibles, they create good angles. So I'm like, you know, we don't have, you know, uh, you know, receivers going in and cracking linebackers like they do in San Fran, but we've done a good job of creating horizontal displacement in the defense and by extension creating line, uh, you know, um, uh, angles to the second level for the offensive line. So I, I did come out of the film study and, you know, conversations I've had with, uh, you know, guys that have played from around the league and kind of saying, you know, I do think that there's more innovation here than people want to give him credit for. And I do think there is a willingness to run the football. Uh, more of a willingness than people want to give him credit for. It's it's just going to look a little different and feel a little different than some of the other um, systems that you see around the NFL at the moment that are, you know, obviously the Kyle Shanahan tree and, and the Ben Johnsons of the world. But I do think that there is something there, which again, got me kind of excited and saying, wow, this guy knows football and he know, and he understands kind of the basics, which is manipulating space and finding easy opportunities for the quarterback. And then knowing and having a really good feel as a play caller, I thought, for when and where to take shots. So lots of positive things to take away from. Is it going to look different than, you know, maybe I think a lot of fans wanted it to look? Yeah, but is it still effective? I think so.